NPR. I am so excited, Adrian. The paint company Benjamin Moore has just announced their color of the year for 2024. Please let it be beige. Let it be beige. Right? But sadly, it is not. If you're a paint company, you don't make billions of dollars by pushing beige. You need some fancy-pantsy color name for the uh, accent wall in your living room. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so what is it this year? The color is Blue Nova, apparently inspired by outer space or something. Here, take a look. Okay, it's, it's, uh, it's not bad. It kind of looks like a, like a squashed Smurf. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I do actually see some branding potential here. Like, maybe the Federal Reserve could do a similar thing instead of publishing an obscure government report they call the Beige Book eight times a year. They could instead put out something called the the Wellfleet Sand Colored Book or the um, Greenspan Khaki Book. It might actually sell better, even though, of course, they don't charge any money for the Beige Book. But Adrian, if they change the name, then how would I use my standard intro to this podcast, where I always say... It's the Beige Awards, our salute to the art and science of telling stories about the economy. I'm Robert Smith. And I'm Adrian Ma. The color may be blah, but the anecdotes inside the Beige Book are supernova awesome. And the latest issue is a doozy. It's got everything from river flows to bank lending flows in this changing, volatile economy. We'll have the best of the best for you after the break. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement. As a fiduciary, we must make decisions in our clients' best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. I always like to remind everyone how this show works. There are 12 regional banks in the Federal Reserve System. Each one carefully studies their local economy and brings back these little stories about what they see. Puts them in the beige book, and we tell you which ones are the award winners. First, we give out the runner-up award. We always have this in our pocket in case the winner doesn't return our phone calls. And uh, this time, the runner-up goes to the St. Louis Fed for an entry about rivers. So drought conditions in the upper Midwest have led to near-record low water levels on the Mississippi River. And so they wrote about it in this beige book. Quote, Low water levels meant that barges needed to float at a lower weight, which raised shipping costs. Due to elevated storage and transport costs, some contacts stated that they plan to leave their crop in the field rather than harvest. Which is kind of wild, right? You know, when it comes to logistical snafus, we've talked a lot on The Indicator about things like trucking, 
or container ships and how those affect the economy. But the water levels of the Mississippi, that's a, that's a new one. You know, I've always wanted to take a barge down the Mississippi. So uh, maybe it's time for a little more close-up reporting here, Adrian. <laughs> okay, all right. Save the vacation planning for later, okay, Robert? Because it's time for us to talk about the winner. The Beji for the best anecdote about the economy goes to... The Kansas City Fair! Woo! The Beji will be accepted by Nick Sly from the Kansas City Fed. We spoke to him and presented the award last Friday. Congratulations, Nick. Thanks. Happy to be here and happy to have this story be elevated to the national narrative. Thank you. So the Beige Book entry by the Kansas City Fed is about banks and how they're lending to businesses and homeowners. And this has been a huge focus in the Beige Book over the last six months. After the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, everyone wants to know, are the banks still doing their job and lending out money? Or are banks getting a little more wary and cutting back? Let me read the winning quote, but I should say there's parenthetical statements in this quote, so Adrian, you're going to take those. Quote, several bankers characterize their appetite for lending as being on a loan diet, looking for smaller portions, smaller balances, and only healthy fare, better creditworthiness. Nick Sly, when you heard that, you must have thought, oh, we are totally going to win the Beijing this time. I think it was a great way to understand what is such a complex part of the, the financial system is how are banks actually viewing their lending activity and loan diet, I think, is something that people could really understand. And so let me get this metaphor straight. Banks make most of their money by making loans. It's their main source of calories, if you will. And normally banks are a little like all of us at Thanksgiving, piling up the loans on their plate. Sure. During good times, you're wearing stretchy pants. You're going for both kinds of pie. But what the page book entry is saying this time is that banks these days are eating more salad and maybe uh, just a little bit of white meat. Nick Sly, uh, metaphors aside, what does this really mean for banks? So it looks about how much they're willing to take on new customers and new clients, how willing they are to increase the size of some of the revolving credit lines that, that businesses will ask for at times. And so we're hearing that bankers are a little bit less willing to take on some of those newer or bigger credit lines. Well, there was a second half to this loan diet. I'm going to say this for the rest of my life, loan diet. You have the smaller portions, which we talked about, and now only healthy fare, which means they're looking for better credit worthiness. Now, why would that change over time? You always want people who will pay you back. That's true, but the risk appetites can change over time. And this is when you're looking at the loan diet, there's less of a risk appetite and really more gravitation towards higher quality credits. And this has impact in the real world, of course, for people trying to start businesses who might find it harder or even impossible to get new loans. Now, we should say that other districts in the Federal Reserve have reported that bank lending seems steady. So we wanted to call around to the front line of lending officers to see just how are they thinking about their loan diets. And we found one. My name is Lee Hoagland. I'm the senior lending officer for Chesapeake Bank, which is headquartered in Kilmarnock, Virginia. Chesapeake is a pretty small bank. They have about $1.3 billion in terms of assets. Yeah, for comparison, a bank like Chase has trillions of dollars of assets. Only in banking is billions a small amount. And Lee says this kind of puts his bank on a different sort of diet. He actually wants to do more lending. He says that the giant banks bulked up a little during the good times and are paring back now. But at Chesapeake, they've stayed pretty steady. So as a community bank, we've always prided ourselves on the fact that we don't run hot and cold, maybe as much as some of our larger brethren. 
we're a pretty consistent lender through all, you know, all cycles of the economy. Do your standards ever change? That's what this sort of sounds like, that uh, they're just being a little more careful in case there's a, a recession or, or some sort of economic troubles over the next year. You know, I, I, I would say that um, our standards have not changed, although as we look at deals, particularly in light of a potential recession, we want to make sure that the owner or the business has cash to be able to see themselves through a downturn in revenues and profits. So under the metaphor of the loan diet that we got in the Beige Book, some big banks are eating less and watching what they lend out. But it sounds like your bank's more like like a marathon runner, you know, maybe even just a little too skinny, you know, you want to carbo load, you want to bulk up on loans right now. Right. Well, we're, we're not looking to go crazy. We, we've been around for 123 years and we haven't done that by following the latest fad, but we are continuing to, to look for good loans um, in our communities. Lee says banks are living in a tricky time right now. Interest rates have gone up, so banks do make more money every time they make loans. But banks also have to pay more to customers with deposits, you know, to offer high-yield savings accounts and CDs, you know, certificates of deposit. So everything is a bit tighter. Which is exactly what the Federal Reserve wants. They want money to be tighter in order to fight inflation. Our winner, Nick Sly from the Kansas City Fed, he's just reporting on the effects of the Federal Reserve and not making policy but, you know, there were still things we had to ask him. So if banks are going on a loan diet, does that mean that the Federal Reserve is the Ozempic in this situation? I wouldn't, I wouldn't characterize it that way. Okay, okay. <laughs> or maybe they're more like the Weight Watchers, like a cheerleader helping banks keep to their diet. Nick Sly, congratulations for winning the Beige Award and for uh, coming up with a, a new metaphor for us. Thank you. Glad to have this uh, be part of the larger dialogue. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Robert Rodriguez. It was edited by Dave Blanchard and fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kagan Cannon edits the show in the Indicators of Production of NPR. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR.